0: What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We finna uh talk week two NFL picks and of course recap Thursday night football where we saw the Eagles win thirty-four to twenty-eight against the Vikings in Philadelphia. As always, go down, like and subscribe, comment your picks, your bets, and your thoughts on Thursday night football. I'm one half of your host. I'm Paul Pick on am Concha, the betting gambler himself. And I'm joined with
1: And you already know it's your boy Cap Audible. Aka the Dom P.Y.E. and I'm over here dritten, um, so sipping on that brisk right now. <laughs> Pepsi sponsors, I'm over here sipping on that brisk right now. You know how that go.
0: I got the natty ice, but man, Thursday night football was fun. We thought primetime Kirk was gonna stink it up, but if anything, primetime Kirk, uh, then we had a funny combo about how, uh, is primetime Kirk 4 pf or not. Yeah. I was saying he wasn't, but I mean four touchdowns sounds pretty four PF to me, three hundred and fifty yards.
1: <laughs> fun fact Kirk Cousins is actually three and oh in his last um three Thursday night games. I was like, Oh I would have never known that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Another fun fact, the Vikings are forty five years in a row where they've lost a primetime road game. <laughs> They have not won a primetime road game in 45 years, and the curse will continue.
1: That's crazy. But, no, it was a pretty good game. I was actually thinking that, um, well, before anything, this game was so disrespectful to my fantasy kid. But tell me how I had Justin Jefferson, right? You know I got Justin Jefferson, number two pick. Dude I'm playing is the um, – I want to say he's usually he's, – he's one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. He almost I think he won it last year. Dude I'm playing had TJ Hawkinson. So I'm over here watching Justin Jefferson eat, killing his ass, killing his ass. I go check fantasy. TJ Hawkinson is over here taking all the touchdowns. <laughs>
0: yeah, but if anyone followed the prop bets I gave out for the game uh, and then saw the post, I had a, t- a plus 1,000 bet. TJ Hawkinson scored a touchdown and Dallas Goddard scored a touchdown, plus 1,000. TJ showed up and did his thing. And Goddard had fucking 11 targets, six catches for like 22 yards. Like he went, he, yeah, eleven targets for twenty two yards, no touchdowns, and then TJ got the second. I'm sitting there like, damn, maybe I should just the TJ times two and say fuck out it. But I mean,
1: you it was a fun ride. It was a fun ride. You went crazy, but you did get that first touchdown early, so I know you was waiting on it. But the boys is only running the bitches in or hitting Devonte Smith over the over the top, and Devonte Smith is coming on his own right now. He's in a different bag.
0: People are big Eagles fans that I know, they're talking about how the team because AJ Brown was the guy for the first half, but they were saying if you've looked at the stats from week ten onwards, Devontae Smith and AJ Brown had the same amount of targets. And Devontae Smith did more with the targets. He had more catches, he had more yards, more uh like yard per catch. Like he and they were just saying like maybe it's it, like people were trying to put AJ Brown as numero uno automatic like solidified. There's no question about it. And it's like, as so far, two weeks into the season, I, like Devontae Smith is definitely looking like Jalen Hurts' is, like, favorite guy right now.
1: Yeah, that's a fact. But well, I also got to respect, um, I feel like the defense is key into A.J. Brown a little bit more because A.J. Brown's always been just a strong athletic monster to me. So I think the defense is my key in on him a little bit more. So as the number one, so him and him and um, Devontae Smith having the same amount of targets means something, and Devontae Smith is a crazy nice deep threat, which, which um, A.J. Brown is also a good bet. So it goes back and forth. I think it's about to start turning into a 1A and 1B conversation over there in Philly, and, like, it really doesn't matter who's who. I think they're still going to eat regardless and we figure out how to share the ball. But speaking of sharing the fucking ball, that's exactly what Kirk Cousins did. Kirk Cousins threw a touchdown to uh, T.J. Hawkinson, K.J. Osborne, and um Addison. Jordan
0: Addison, who definitely covered nice. my over 39 yards that I gave out.
1: That shit was nice. That shit was nice. I'm fucking with Addison. But it was a good game. I think the Eagles – I think those fumbles in that first half by the Vikings was terrible. I'm shocked the Eagles didn't capitalize more on it. But this game was interesting. I definitely – we were, were we right? We were right?
0: Yeah, we both took the Eagles on this one.
1: Nice. But, yeah, it was a, it was a barn brand. What do you think about J- that Justin Jefferson um touchdown when he was trying to – well, they don't um, touch Justin Jefferson at the one when he um tried to put his over – um he fumbled into the end zone type shit.
0: So they were saying that uh, some of the big counts were saying that like, maybe we should start overturning this rule where if someone fumbles the ball and it goes into the end zone, that the other team automatically will get the ball onto 25 type shit. Like they're saying maybe, I don't know how you rework it, but they just want to rework that rule because that exact scenario with the Justin Jefferson thing. I mean, I, I don't really have too much for it. I mean, like, and like, those are those maker, like those, it's like whatever's ruled on the field, it's kind of hard to overturn it because when you go to slow-mo, everything is so like, like, like split second that is like, you're not going to overturn that because you got to have the evidence to overturn something. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know. I just feel like it's just something that's always going to be part of the game, but I, I don't really had any thoughts on it.
1: I I didn't know. I thought he didn't get the touchdown. I didn't think he got it. But um I think that rule should be something they look at because that is pretty wild. Cause um see nobody's gonna say nothing because it's week two, but imagine that happened in the last minute of the playoffs. Like they gon you see what they did for Josh Allen and who was actually 0 and 5 since they changed that rule. But um you see that like that's gonna that's gonna come down in a very important time and everybody's gonna like, This is fucking bullshit. That doesn't even make no sense. think he's gonna be like, well, I guess that doesn't make no sense. If it went out of bounds and like fuck it, it's um down at the one.
0: Yeah, or you maybe even like give it to them on the twenty, like type shit, not on like it all the way back there twenty, but like started no, the zone.
1: Yeah, but you never know where the um where they were before that. Because think if they was on the um like it was on the five, that that's true. And then yeah, I just think it should be down at the one to just be considered, especially if nobody touches it, nobody covers it, it's down at the one. Me personally. Cause that's where he, cause that's where he fumbled it at, at for one.
0: Yeah. No, I, I just, I
1: just, I, that
0: I agree that I should be looked at. I just don't have the exact answer for me to like really make an opinion on it just yet.
1: But I have nothing but respect for refs that, cause that was a, that was a tough play to call. Like I, I couldn't imagine calling that play in real time and then seeing the, seeing the replay and be like, yeah, this shit stinks. Like,
0: and, uh, I mean, Vikings so far 0-2 in one possession games. Last year, they were 11-0 and in one possession games. The year before, they were about 500 in one possession games. And this is a continuous trend with the Vikings where, like, they their defense just lets up so much points. And they had moments where they looked good. I mean, the interception, Hurts uh, just threw that bitch into triple coverage and was like, what the fuck are you doing? That was the easy. That shit was wild. But then outside – and they were getting pressure on Hurts. They were keeping Hurts contained. Like, they were doing things good, but then they would all – but they always would let up big plays for, like, usually the Devontae Smith in this game or DeAndre Swift. Like, they couldn't stop the run at all. Uh, They kind of reminded me right now of the Chargers of last year where the offense is – we have no problem with the offense. That's not the issue here. It's, it's this fucking defense that's going to cost you game after game.
1: Mm-hmm. But before we go on to the um, slate, what the fuck was Jalen Hurts and um AJ Brown beefing about? I know it wasn't nothing, no big deal. It's probably like in the, in the heat of the moment. But did you hear anything about that?
0: No one's, you know, it's a tight locker room. They're not going to say nothing. But from body language and the moment of the games and just, like, you know, arms moving type shit, people were speculating. It looked like AJ Brown wanted more targets and again, like get the ball more. Meanwhile, it wasn't a good look because they're up by a pretty good amount, and like the run game was working with Swift and Devontae Smith was breaking big sixty yard catches. Like, you know, like I never see Tyreek Hill doing that if Waddle's having a big game. I was like, that's that, that's my Ooh. thought on it. Type shit. It just wasn't a really good look for a, a Super Bowl team where it's like we're all supposed to be a team here. Like, don't we don't give a fuck if you get your hundred yards or not. That should be everyone's mentality. Mm-hmm. Like Desmond Riller, perfect example. He came out and said he doesn't care about his stats. He doesn't care if he throws thirty passes or twenty passes. As long as his team wins, he'll do whatever it takes for that team to win.
1: That's the future.
0: Yeah, but uh, and also to our fantasy owners like myself that drafted Madison in the fifth round, sixth round i would say everyone is coming at him uh shout out madison for dealing with very shitty messages a whole he had like 80 plus dms that he was sharing where people were calling him the n-word a whole bunch of other racial slurs and telling him basically if you fumble like go back uh just fucking that just go look for yourself it's not hard to find and uh Shit, like, I know I had my frustrations with him because I drafted him, expecting him to be a great running back like he was when Dalvin Cook was around, and he hasn't yet. But, I mean, he played the Bucs and the Eagles, and the Bucks week one, they looked like a great defense, and the Eagles, they're still a great defense. So, it, like, just pump your brakes on, like, oh, the, the run game is broken.
1: Yeah. But, oh, this week two is going to be lit. I mean – we got to get to the games in a second. One thing I do want to bring up, you seen the boys just um, pushing to get on um, the grass fields back after what happened to Aaron Rodgers?
0: I saw them pushing for the grass fields, but I also saw the person that – uh, I someone broke it down good. It was a, a, the, um, a former team doctor that's now doing his own thing, and he's on Twitter a lot. And he was the one that actually called the Achilles tear on Twitter before anybody else because he he's a doctor and he saw the things you need to see. And he explained it well, where he was like, the fir- he goes, yeah, it's a f- he goes first off, I'm pro grass. I think everything should be on grass, but it's that wasn't the primary reason on the Achilles tear. Primary reason was the way he got tackled with blah 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 on his back and the way his leg was. So second second reason is the um the fact that Aaron Rodgers is 39 years old, and then he goes the third reason probably would be the fact that it's turf. But it's not the primary reason. It's a, it's one of the reasons, but it's not the primary, or the only sole reason why that happened. So I was like, oh, that. I mean, he broke it down better than me than I did just now in like thirty seconds. So it made sense. And I I mean, I'm still pro grass, but uh, I do agree that that probably isn't the. That's not the fucking only reason why Aaron Rodgers tore the Achilles.
1: No, that's real. How about have you?
0: jk dobbins tore his on grass and jack cochran tore his acl on grass and those are the other two major injuries in week one
1: have you ever played on turf before like in the middle of the day
0: um i played around but i never really played like a real game, game but like going on like a turf field fucking around type shit Yeah, you, i say
1: like yeah. even if fucking around on a turf field you feel that shit like you feel
0: the stop like there's no there's no give like it is your foot and hits, it's like your foot's there
1: and it's like a crazy weird heat that she used to melt my own tape on my own cleats. Like, she used to be so interesting. I was like, I would never have guessed that. Like, I had my first turf game thinking like, yo, what the fuck? Why am my feet burning? Huh. But after the slate game, what it's, game you want to talk about? What started at
0: the one o'clock. Bill's eight-point favorite at home against the Raiders, who are 1-0. and does Josh Allen get his shit right, or does the Raiders um, – are they like the underdog story? or Did people count out Jimmy G and this offense way too early like we did? I, I know Kobe Bill- Myers is on concussion protocol, so he might not play.
1: I picked the Bills to win this division. I picked the Bills to win game that game on Monday. Josh Allen looked horrible, but that is a great Jets defense. I think Josh Allen is gonna look still gonna have turnovers, but he's gonna have a dominant performance that nobody remembers it. So i am definitely taking the bills on this one. But this will be a good chance to see if the Raiders are actually legit. Or if they just um they just got a good W just against um not Broncos. Was it the Broncos last week? Um, yes. Against the Broncos last week.
0: Uh I, I agree. Uh, I, I I think this might be a Bills blowout. I think eight points represents it well. Even if there's a couple turnovers, I think like the Bills are a team, especially in regular season, if they go up against a bad team, they blow them out. We only really see them struggle when it goes up against great defenses, which the Raiders just unfortunately do not have. Uh, what Ooh. they do have, though, is Devontae Adams, who – wasn't even the lead target getter on his team week one. That was Jacoby Myers who got 11 targets, two touchdowns, and had a great game. Jacoby Myers concussion protocol; he probably not playing. So for all my betters out there, first prop of the show: Devonte Adams over five and a half catches. I think this is the. I mean, he didn't eat week one. He gets he gets it right in week two, especially if they're losing a lot in the Bills. We could see Jimmy G actually throwing for like 30, 35 passes.
1: We'll see. Hey, but I'm not gonna lie, I don't think I don't think McDaniels is the option, is the um, the right the right direction to go in for these Raiders teams, but we'll see what they do.
0: Let's see. Um, currently first place in the division, only only team in there with a win right now. Uh next game on the slate, divisional game. The Bengals are three-point favorites against the Ravens. Uh, Bengals still looking for their first win, whereas the Ravens are super duper banged up right now. They're going to be without um, Tyler Lindenbaum. The center going to be out without their left tackle, Ronnie Staley. Of course, we know about J.K. Doblins. Uh, Marlon Humphrey probably won't be able to suit up. And uh, there's the other uh, Marcus Williams. The safety probably won't be able to suit up. So those big injuries on the bank on the uh, Raven side. And for that reason alone. I don't even think Joe Burrow is going to have 500 yards against the Ravens like he always does. I think that's – like, maybe he does. I mean, he just keeps doing it. But I just think there's just way too many injuries where I think the Ravens are going to suffer the offensive line against Trey Henderson and Hubbard. I think they're going to get to uh, Lamar a lot. They're still going to be trying to figure out that offensive scheme because they didn't look good against the Texans, even though they scored points. I think the Bengals win here. And I I like the Bengals pretty big here. I think this might be one of the – but I don't think it's going to be a Burrow 500-yard game. I think it might be like 28 to fit 10 in favor of the Bengals.
1: I can fuck with that. I think this is one of those games where Vegas is going to catch the sleeping-ass motherfuckers, the motherfuckers that didn't check the injury report. They just saw the Ravens, underdogs, after winning last week against the Texans. What and the Bengals? Free money. Thunk. Bengals didn't ain't do shit. Free money, free money. And then you are gonna realize Joe Burrow always has at least a three hundred yard game against the Bengals. But that is interesting. I'm mean, because I don't think this old line is gonna do any better with all these injuries. No. So let's keep, and they are saying Joe Burrow just still looking a little like no, I'm saying not hurt, but you still got a little a little limp in his step. So if he's not mobile or if he's not mobile, can he even move like he usually, like he usually can attempt to, that is a big deal. So that could be the, um, this cider right there, but I don't think this Ravens team looked great last week. I think if it was any other team except the Texans, maybe it would have been a much closer game, but we'll see. I don't see the, but the Bengals did start off on two last year and they started off on two the year before. Like, Bengals love losing these first. No, I'm lying. They beat the Vikings in that first game two years ago. But um, the Bengals love losing. Lose the, the Bengals love losing and starting off slow. So I could see this game going either way. It all depends on what Joe Burrow shows up. But I'm gonna match you on that pick with the Bengals because I'm really expecting this defense to feel a little fired up after um letting the letting Do Sean wants Watson score on them twice.
0: Yeah, and because I think it's going to be a game out of reach, uh, and that's because I've been a believer that he's wide receiver one on this team, even with Odell there. Zay Flowers over three and a half catches. I think Lamar's going to have to throw it a lot. And Zay Flowers, I mean, he's, that, he's special. I mean, he's going to be a 1,000-yard receiver as a rookie. I said wide receiver one over Odell, and he showed it week one.
1: You are pretty high on that, book. Next game, we got
0: a a three-and-a-half-point game here where the Jaguars are three-and-a-half-point underdogs at home against the Chiefs, who Chris Jones is back. He's on the team. He signed his contract. He's in the building. He will play. And on the other side, uh, Jaguars, uh, they're – I think this is the team that lost to the Chiefs. Yeah, they lost to the Chiefs in the playoffs last year. Very close game. And this was a hurt Mahomes last year, too, on one ankle. How how do we feel about this one, Kev? Do you think the Jaguars get it done at home? Are they here to show the world that they are part of that upper echelon? Are they going to pull the Lions? I
1: don't know. I think this is a game set up for the Jaguars to do that. But I don't see their defense – it, uh, this is a game that can go either or. But Travis Kelsey is playing. And I think that's the biggest decision maker. If Travis Kelsey wasn't going to play, I would have been like, mm, I don't know. These, the, the receivers really didn't look like they were the greatest. But you got Travis Kelsey playing and you got Chris Jones coming back. So that's a whole bunch of film that you didn't have last week. I got, I think you kind of got to like, even though it looks really promising to take the Jaguars, especially after Travis Etienne turned up, can get in game one, game one. I, I don't know. I think this Chiefs is going to be, it's going to be, because they say if the Chiefs lose, they're going to be the first, Um, they're going to be the first team, I think, since the 1950s to start 0-2, the first. um Super Bowl winner. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, or maybe 50 years. I could be wrong, but it's been a while since the, the Super Bowl winners started 0-2. I,
0: I'm going to rock with the Jaguars here at home mainly just cause I think th- they have the weapons last year. They didn't have Calvin Ridley. And I thought we we're going to have to wait a little bit before Calvin Ridley got really back to his own, but he showcased that like week one, he was ready. Like he's been working um, off the field by himself, to keep it in shape. He didn't, he looked just as good as he was whenever he uh, was the number one receiver two year, uh, two, two and a half, two or three years ago. And I just even with Chris Jones back, Chris Jones was thought to be back before the season even started, and and I still didn't like the Chiefs' defense. The Chiefs' defense looked really bad, and I I I'm gonna go against them here mainly because I can see Trevor Lawrence and them matching them for points, and I don't think the I yes we got Travis Kelsey back, but I don't think Travis Kelsey being back is gonna solve all the problems we saw on the Chiefs' offense. It's gonna help a lot, but I don't think it's gonna solve all the issues. And I like the Jaguars to like keep it up, keep it up with a lot of points. I think they're gonna match them touchdown for touchdown, and we're gonna see a big game out of both offenses. But I'm gonna take the home dog here in the Jags.
1: Uh, I'm glad that we're split on this one because I really see Travis Kelsey, maybe not being an immediate turn up monster, but I do see him taking um taking a lot of attention away from others, you still got to pay attention to Travis Kelsey crazy. then I think that's going to be the difference. And the same thing on defense was Chris Jones. I really feel like not having that film from them last week is going to make the difference.
0: And my prop for this game is Christian Kirk over three and a half catches. He didn't really do anything last game, but the coaches came out specifically and said that Christian Kirk is going to eat this Sunday because the Chiefs love to run man coverage, and Christian Kirk is the man killer. So I like Christian Kirk over three and a half catches. I think he bounces back this week. Nice. Next game, the Titans are two and a half point underdogs at home against the Chargers. Chargers, it looks like Eckler is not going to play. He's doubtful. Uh, Joshua Kelly would get the start, but Joshua Kelly looked great against us, against the Dolphins. He had like 17 carries for 90 yards and a touchdown against us. And then – On the other side, the Titans probably will be without D-Hop. D-Hop is out for the game, so that's going to be a big blow for um, Tennessee. Two-and-a-half-point underdogs right now. How do you feel, Kev? Do you think they get it done at home, or do you think the Chargers are just going to be way too much?
1: This Chargers defense can give up a lot of points. And that's what scares me for this game. But if it wasn't for that, I would tell you to raise this limit to five. Because I really see this. After this Chargers team had that shootout with y'all last week, I'm thinking that they can really put up points. But this defense might fuck around and let the Titans put up at least 24. And I'm going to be looking like, how? How would y'all do that? <laughs> how how did y'all do that? How did y'all do that? So that's why I'm going to still take the Chargers. But that defense is really going to have my ass thinking like, bro, what the fuck? So
0: this, no you go. As I said, like, so this is actually one of my locks. Is the Titans plus two and a half, and mm-hmm. I will tell people I am too. Wait, because the D Hop news just broke, like as of an hour before this recording. So that line probably may move, maybe three, three and a half, where you can at least get that field goal uh, to save your ass, and. I The d- main, main thought being, what I have if I've been saying for almost two years now, Kev, like they can't stop the run. And who's the king of the AFC South? It's Derrick Henry. Uh, I know it's not Derrick Simber right now, but I just think that he's going to get probably 30, 30 carries, and then we might see a couple read options with Tannehill, maybe a fake on the goal line. Tannehill takes it in himself. You know, he loves doing that. But And Traylon Burks is going to be back for this game. I'm not sure if he played week one. And I think that like you said, the Chargers defenses is that bad.
1: Mm-hmm. i mean, be watching their having run all over them like, how are you letting this happen right now? You know they're not gonna give it to nobody else.
0: Nobody else. <laughs> then um Next game on the slate is going to be the Falcons, our one-and-a-half-point favorite against the Packers, Kev. Packers are banged up. Romeo Dobbs, questionable to play. Christian Watson is not going to play still. Uh, Aaron Jones is out for the game. The offense is kind of riddled right now. How do you feel about that, Kev? Oh, and Cordo Patterson will be back
1: for week two. Didn't even notice he wasn't there week one. <laughs> But I'm excited for this game. I came into this game not knowing about the um the injuries. I knew Aaron I had a feeling Aaron Jones wasn't gonna play. But when I checked the injury report and I was like, oh my gosh, all the hitters is gone. That's like pulling up. That's like pulling up to a fade with all your um with all your homies from the chess club. Knowing that you were MMA fighter, you got you know, but you chose to go to the chess club and be like, hey man, I need some help. You yeah. Right.
0: That's like Patrick Mahomes pulling up with Kadarius Tony.
1: <laughs> disrespectful. But you can say that. No, Kelsey. But, um, yeah, I'm excited. I want to see what this offense can do. I want to see if we can open up a little bit more. That's going to be tough because you do got Jair Alexander out there. That's a problem. That's a, I'm, I'm a firm believer in just don't throw it. Wherever he's at, just don't throw it. He is way to get him out the game. Just don't throw it. <laughs> I, and so we want to see, but I want to see Jesse Bates. I want to see our defense turn up again. I really want to see. Um, I don't check. Is a little complaint? Um, not a little. Akuda, Akuda is
0: Akuda's questionable, so he's not ruled out just yet. He's supposed to miss like half the season. So the fact that he's even 50-50 to go week two is insane.
1: Yeah, that no, boy built different. But I want to see our offense turn up more. I want to see a little bit more in the play, and I want to see us run all over this bitch again. I can't wait for it, Chargers.
0: Yeah, I think uh, as long as they don't try to force shit with Cordero Patterson if they just stick with Travis Allagier, use Patterson sparingly like they did um, and get him big plays, chunk plays, and then Bijan unleash Bijan. Like As long as they run the other Smith offense, I like y'all as a a small favorite here. And my only prop is Luke Musgrave, the tight end for the um, Packers rookie tight end. Nice stash. His ass is going to go over 33 and a half receiving yards. Just because he has to throw that bitch to someone, somewhere, and it's it is gonna be the tight end probably. He liked to throw to him week one too.
1: And I feel like there's a way you can make um Cordell Patterson work in the system. I think like if you have Tyler Algier, Tyler Algier as the the main um as the main feature back. You got George. You got um Cordell Patterson as um the next back, and then you have John Robinson as um. As a slot back.
0: They're going to be running the wingtip offense, bro. It's going to be in the pistol formation, wingtip is going to be Desmond to his left is going to be Algier, To his right, is going to be Bijan. And to his back, is going to be Coterell. And yeah. you're going to be running like Navy-type offense from college football. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be live. <laughs> it's going to be real old school. Now we just
1: got to play defense in this motherfucker.
0: <laughs> Next game, Detroit, four-and-a-half favorites against the Seahawks. Um, everyone's favorite team right now, Detroit Lions, four and a half favorites. I I'm rocking with the Lions here. I think it's just the battle of O lines. Uh Seahawks will probably be out uh without Charles Cross, their first round from last first round uh left tackle from last year. He might be missing this game. And if the Lions D line plays anything like they did last week, that's gonna be a problem for Geno And that's gonna be a problem for the run game. I think they're gonna get uh I think the defense is gonna turn up on the Seahawks. Seahawks look rough against the Rams last week because they were able to get a pass rush going. And that's what I think I think the Lions will do. And on the flip side, Bobby Wagner is old as fuck. And I know he he had like 15 tackles and he did his thing. But that offensive line for the Lions is gonna get the job done.
1: Yeah, I respect it. And I agree with you on that one. I really am a firm believer in this defensive line by the Lions. The way we saw them rushing back there against the Chiefs. Them boys are a problem. They're hyped up right now. Dan Campbell got them motivated. Lions, I'm not expecting them to dog walk the Saints or not the Seahawks or nothing, but like I do expect the Lions, to, the Lions to win very comfortably.
0: Yeah, I took that's one of my best bets is Lions minus four and a half. Give me that. And one of my prop bets is Kenneth Walker under 61 and a half rushing yards. And that D-line for the Lions is going to get shit locked down. And then they're going to be down by a lot, and they're not going to be running the ball. AFC South Divisional game. Both teams started off 0-1. Someone's going to get a first win of the season. Both led by rookie quarterbacks. The Colts are going to Houston to take on C.J. Stroud and the Texans. Houston is a one-point favorite right now. Colts are... Oh, So, so you're on the same boat as me. One of my locks is give me the Colts plus one. Give me the. I like the Colts as an underdog here. Divisional game. That's
1: a game. trap game,
0: Paul. No, but the the Texans, their defense look great, but I also think it's more of this. Lamar doesn't know the system because it's a new offensive coordinator. I just don't think the Ravens are in that going full speed yet. And I just think the for Anthony Richardson looked like a guy. He looked like a guy. He looked like Derrick Henry was throwing the ball back here. <laughs>
1: But he looks like that in person, too. That shit is crazy.
0: Big as shit, bro. When he took the running touchdown and the linebacker met him in the middle to stop him, there was no shot. Like, there was no shot. And I I just think Anthony Richardson, he looked a lot better passing the ball than I even expected. And I, other than that one turnover pass, I know. But I just think, eye test-wise, he's the better quarterback here. I did not think C.J. Stroud looked good at all. And I don't think the Texans' offense looked good at all, whereas the Colts' offense at least has a spark to it.
1: Hell, yeah. I definitely got the Colts on this one. But I would love for this Colts' defense to look as good as they did in week one, creating the turnovers, staying busy. Yeah.
0: I mean, plus one, you even get it if they happen to miss a field goal and you lose on some bullshit.
1: No, that shit is crazy.
0: Then next game, Bucks are two and a half point favorite against the Bears, and I have I don't know who you're gonna pick here because I know you hate the Bucks, but we we both saw what the fuck the Bears
1: put onto the field last week. Well, you know I'd never pick the Bucks a day in life, unless it's the playoffs. That's a little different.
0: But really, Definitely you're gonna rock with Justin Field? You're gonna rock with the Bears?
1: Rock with the Bears? That's the- should I go put a jersey on? Like um, i I believe Aaronville, the Aaronville Bears are the truth. At the, moment. Your teeth. At the moment, the Aaronville Bears have fight. The Aronville, the Aaronville Bears have heart. And they stand for they stand for Aaronville. So I'm taking the A B Bears. <laughs>
0: But the fucking – the Bears remind me of the Colts last year when Matt Ryan – all the preseason hype. Matt Ryan's a leader. He's, the, the Colts got all this and that. And then they went out week one and just stunk up the joint. And everyone was like, what the fuck is the Colts? I I think the Bears were so overhyped. And it showed. They did not look ready. They did not look like a, a good offense, a fucking even worse defense. And the story I heard about Baker – with the Viking the Vikings game, Ricard White said that we went back into the halftime locker room and we're all talking. And the Baker just comes in there and is like, "I got the signals. I know like when they run cover three, they're gonna do this. When they run cover two, they're gonna do this. When they're gonna do man, when they do drop. They're gonna do this. And then you see the Bucks second half offense look way better. And I I'm not I, Baker shocked me with that one. And, and like the fact he was able to find out." Read the uh, the defensive coordinator and the signals from on the field and look over, because usually that's someone's job on the sideline. So maybe we really did discount this Bucks team, and I really discounted that defense. And I just think the defense is the deciding factor in this game. I think I I think the Bears offense will struggle against that front seven for the Bucks, and Khalil Herbert will go under forty three and a half rushing yards. That's my one prop for this game.
1: I have nothing but faith in my Aaronville Bears.
0: Then our next game, I'm happy we're split on a few now. We have the Cardinals, four-point underdog at home against the Giants. Both teams looking for their first win here. Giants coming off their 40-point L. And big questionable right now, Andrew Thomas, left tackle, star left tackle. He's up in the air, 50-50 chance that he'll play for this game.
1: Say that one more time. Who are we talking about?
0: Andrew Thomas, star left tackle for the Giants. He's 50-50 to play for this game. Oh, okay. How do you feel? Do you think the Cardinals still got fighting them, or do you think they just got up for one week?
1: Oh, fuck no. The Cardinals. I think the Giants, the Giants got fucked up. Like smoked to the smoke to the highest degree. The best. like this? They, put, they put them Yeah, put, they put them boys up in the finest of packs and put the boys up early. Got them out of there early. So I definitely don't believe in the Giants, but I'm taking the Giants over the Cardinals because Josh Dobson, he looked straight. He played some rounds. He played some good. He played some um, some good series, but I think that was that. I think that was the get up game and a get up game that couldn't be So I'm definitely not taking them over this Giants team. I'm just hoping the boys figure something the fuck out because that they did absolutely nothing against the um Cowboys last week. A
0: difference of defenses here Cardinals run defense is so poor so bad and Shaquan Barkley I think I, this is my super lock my first super lock of the season give me the Giants minus four I really 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 like this spread just because Shaquan Barkley will get like 30 touches and he may go off for like 160 yards 170 yards uh my prop bet Shaquan Barkley over and this number is comedic low to me. It's uh, like 67 or 62. I think it's 62 and a half. Shaquan Barkley over 62 and a half rushing yards. Shaquan Barkley to score a touchdown plus 105. I I I think we see a big, big run game out of the Giants here. And they, they destroyed the Cardinals. Cardinals got up last week. They fumbled the ball to set up the game losing field goal. And I think that completely deflated the team. I think they don't get yes.
1: up to that. It was like, bro, I did. I literally did my job. How the fuck did y'all fumble this?
0: Like, they tried their hardest, and then they lose on a fumble field goal, and it's just like, fuck it. Pack up the season. We're fucking done.
1: It's no boys in that bitch talking about something, bro. I'm just here for my incentives. <laughs>
0: yeah. Divisional game here. Sean McVay and the 1-0 and Rams are going to take on the 49ers coming to town. 49ers are a seven-point favorite on the road and Sean McVay in the Rams' house. I don't know how to really – I mean, I do – I Shanahan does not beat Pete Carroll, and Pete Carroll does not beat McVay, and McVay does not beat Shanahan. And that's as simple as I need to know. And just look at the week one performances. 49ers look like a team that's already in, like, playoff mode. Whereas the Rams, they look great, don't get me wrong. They shocked everybody. Uh, but this ain't no Seattle Seahawks squad. This is Christian McCaffrey and the fucking 49ers with Brock Purdy, Brandon Ayuk, who keep your eyes on, and then Debo. Like, who would have thought that they might arguably have like a top five wide receiver group, uh, group with Debo and Ayuk? That boy, Kev? Oh, I mean, yeah. even Christian McCaffrey, you can't even think he fucking remembers. He'd be out there at slots sometimes.
1: I said, I said, I'm a weird cover, and I said, yo, I'm very high on this team. Very high on these receivers. I just don't know what Brock Purdy's gonna do. So last week showed us. I, I even I even drafted Brenda now few on fantasy. I was like, yo, I'm crazy high on these dudes. Last week showed that they still have that smoothest brother. This is probably one of the better quarterbacks that Kyle Shanahan's had in a while. On top of having the best running back he's ever had. On top of turning motherfucking Debo. Brandon Ayuk and his entire offense in the monsters. So this offense matching with this defense that they paid so much money. The real five star A class defense, I think they're gonna be running through motherfuckers all season. I'm not gonna lie to you. And this is just another one on the test. Shout out the Lions for looking, I mean the Lions, shout out, shout out the Rams for looking good. Good week one. Shami Bay, Matthew Stafford, they look straight. They even had two two scoring. score. But and not- Puka.
0: Rookie Puka had, like, 11 catches for, like, something yards.
1: Gangster. Shout out them boys, but nah. They're not, they not doing shit. Yeah.
0: I mean, I love a home dog, but, I mean, 49ers just look primed. They look like a team that's on, had, on a mission right now.
1: They look right now on Adderall.
0: Uh, next game, Cowboys versus Jets led by Zach Wilson. Both teams want to know right now. The Cowboys are eight-and-a-half-point favorite, and I know the Jets got a win, and Zach Wilson found Garrett Wilson somehow, way for a touchdown, but that offensive line was already shit, and now it's going to go up against that defensive line from the Cowboys. I mean, eight-and-a-half points makes sense to me, and it's mainly – I think they could beat them by eight-and-a-half with just the defense out there. Uh- and uh, so this give me that. There's going to be Zach Wilson looking like two – turn, like uh, at least two or three turnovers this game, or maybe a fumble, like sack, fumble, touchdown. I think – I could see the Cowboys' defense going a touchdown here too.
1: Nah, 100%. This is just going to be another one of those games where the Cowboys got to show y'all early that y'all are not supposed to be in this motherfucker with us. They only playing their best players, using their best players. They don't – they ain't fucking off. So, yeah, I definitely see the Cowboys winning this bitch by like 20
0: There is always, I will say, it it is open though that like the Jets defense is still legit. And we can see
1: online, I'm lying. We can see
0: a DAC, we can see a shitty DAC performance too. So that's not off the table. And if that does happen, then we're like, then we will know for sure, oh, this is the same old Cowboys.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, that'd be interesting. If it goes down like that, I will eat my words. But at the moment, I'm thinking, like, okay, this Cowboys team. Is getting everybody that's not supposed to be with them about it. So this is another team that's not supposed to be with them.
0: Yeah. If there's Aaron Rodgers, we might be talking a little different. And I, I might go out on a limb. I don't think it'll happen, but I would love to see it if the Cowboys could leave the whole state of New York holding the zero points.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then let's jump to our Sunday, the last four o'clock game on Sunday. The Broncos are three and a half point favorite against the Commanders here. Broncos still looking for their first win. It's gonna be Sam Howell and the Commanders. Do you think? Do you think they get a win here on the road, or do you think the Broncos find their first win of the season?
1: I think Sean Payton is a ballsy motherfucker. I'm still shook at the fact that he went for that um onside kick to start off his fucking ten years of Bronco. Gangster. That was pretty fucking dope. I'm not gonna lie to you. So I'm trusting this this um Broncos team. I forgot to check to see how great their defense did last week, but I'm trusting this Broncos team. I mean, I don't want to say I like the offense, but I will say they didn't do terrible. They just lost. They just lost. That's all. That's how I look at them. They just lost. Let's get them one. Let's get them win this week. I don't and I'm also like very high on the idea that there's not gonna be a lot of O2 guys after this.
0: Yeah, and I think the Broncos have a great defense still. And I just like I said in week one and in the preseason, Sam Howell I think is ass at quarterback. I didn't trust in him coming out of college, and I think he's only gonna show more as the season progresses.
1: Didn't they get Will Levis?
0: No, that the, the Titans got Will Levis. Oh they got
1: Will Levis. With this game, I
0: will say I do have a prop. It's Brian Robinson, Jr. I don't think he's a good running back. I, I love his story about getting shot and coming back. But he has does not looked like a, a a great running back since he's been on the team. And I got him under 55 and a half rushing yards. I think the Broncos still have a great rush defense. And I forgot to hit on this one. It was Christian McCaffrey. Over His rushing yard over under is 67 and a half. I got the over 67 and a half. Like he,
1: he did this, that one play last week.
0: It's fucking Christian McCaffrey. Like, Derrick Henry's number set at, like, 80. At least give CMC the same respect and put that bitch at 80.
1: They not expect him to play the whole game.
0: Uh, I mean, they said that week one against a, a much worse Steelers, and his ass was still out there in the fourth quarter. He had, like, 22 touches. Mm. But next game, we're both on the Broncos there. Our next game... Saints. i'm not saying sunday night football where my miami dolphins are going up to foxborough to take on max jones and the patriots who are looking for their first win of the season dolphins three-point favorite on the road i'm gonna open it up with no one can i mean if anyone can stop this offense it would be a bill belichick led defense he knows how to do things that some people don't know how to do but i don't believe in it I do think we see another, this great performance all uh, from the passing game. To, uh, this, uh this might not be the Tyreek Hill. I think even when it's not a Tyreek Hill game, Tyreek Hill still gets 80 to 90 yards. This, I think, will be the Waddle game. This will be the Craig Kraft game. Because why? Bill Belichick knows how to take away certain guys, like your number one guy. So I think Tyreek Hill doesn't go off again. But we'll see when that happens. We'll see Waddle up the middle for some big 40-yard passes. We'll see We'll see them unleash the Waddle. And uh, maybe – I'm i going to hold my breath for the running game. But I will say I hope to see this defense look so much better because this ain't the Chargers. This is the Patriots. But this was a Patriots team that looked great against the Eagles defense second half. So I, this is a weird game to kind of handicap. But Tua has never lost to Bill Belichick 4-0 or 5-0. I'm riding the train, baby.
1: He's four zero in his last four, so he's four zero against Bill Belichick. So I think he is going to go five and zero, just because of how dominant this team looked, and they had a close game against an Eagles team that didn't look great. No, not so I'm not, mad, I'm not mad at um the Patriots. I'm not saying they ain't shit. They definitely showed promise and definitely had people thinking like, oh, these dogs are still barking. But nah, this Dolphin team is just something hey, once y'all get y'all haven't been figured out yet. And I think Bill probably has a hundred and a half different ways to try to stop y'all. But at the end of the day, speed kills. You can't beat that. Like you said, speed kills. Even screaming I said before they even had Tyreek. Speed kills. And I think this team is very speedy.
0: And that's one of my that's my last best bet will be the Dolphins minus three. Get it now. And um uh, I got two props, two over one and a half passing touchdowns. I think he's an elite guy. That's always on the table. Two touchdowns with this offense. It's always almost a given. And then Tyreek Hill, longest catch over 26 and a half yards. I, when Tyreek Hill catches the ball, he's it's usually not a shorter than 20 or yard, 26 yards. Then our next game, we move on to our, our dual premiere pr- Monday night games. Divisional game that you know really well, Kev, Panthers are at home where they're a three-point underdog against the Saints. J.C. Horn is placed on IR, so there will be no J.C. Horn for four weeks. Damn. Damn. C.J. Henderson still out there. I forget their other corner, but he's not bad either. Uh, But we got the Saints three-point favorite on the road right here, Kev. What team do you think? I mean, you know both these teams really well. What team do you think going to come in and show out?
1: I mean, I think the Saints didn't look bad last week with Derek Carr. Derek Carr, I think it was like third or fourth you know, passing, passing yards last week. I just feel like they didn't score enough. I mean, if the Saints could come in and get their running game together the same way the Falcons got the running game against them going, they, can pro- they could definitely be a problem in this fight in this game. And I think Marshawn Latimore versus a rookie quarterback, that Saints defense versus a rookie quarterback is going to be the thing that kind of overpower, overpresses them. So if they come in and play great defense and motherfucking run that bitch, Oh, I could see them winning this by two scores.
0: Yeah. I'm rocking with the saints here. Their defense look great. Their offense is going to have to show a little bit more. Um, I do think, though, this is not going to be a running game just because I think both defenses have a really good run defense. So I actually took under on both the running backs. Miles Sanders under 58 and a half rushing yards and Jamal Williams under 52 and a half rushing yards. I also took under on Jamal Williams because I think the rookie on the Saints is going to be playing. And Jamal Williams had a fumble last week, so he might be in the doghouse for a little bit. Uh, but Saints, like their offense is so – oh, and my last prop was Derek Carr over one-and-a-half touchdowns, passing touchdowns, just because I the the, the Panthers without J.C. Horn, that was when Mike Evans had a 200-yard game. C.J. Henderson loves to give up big plays. I think Olave over the top is going to be wide – not wide open, but we'll see a couple of deep shots here or there just because without J.C. Horn, that tends to be their biggest uh, Achilles heel. So, yeah, Saints on the road. And I just – I love Bryce
1: Young, but he did look bad last week. Against my defense, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, and this is another really tough defense, another divisional – you know, <laughs> them divisional games them defenses that go – are on steroids. So, this is going to be kind of – it might be kind of tough for Bryce Young in these first couple of weeks. Then we have – our last game on the slate, Kev. The Steelers are at home, where they're two and a half point underdog against the Browns. Steelers still looking for their first win. Deontay Johnson, as everyone knows, got the hammy injury. He's definitely not going to be playing. But I mean, do you think the Browns? I mean, people are big on the Browns
1: right now. Want to
0: know? Do you? Are you kind of bought in?
1: I mean, they beat the Steelers, Bengals. Shout out them. Am I bought in? No. But they did beat the the Bengals. Shout out them. I mean, you you think it's crazy because Christian McCaffrey ran all over them boys. He had like 150, 160, right? Yeah. 22 carries, ran all over them boys. So you're questioning the run defense. So now we got to deal with Nick Chubb. So we're questioning the run defense. We're questioning can he pick it and how can they put up, can they put up buckets, put up scores. <laughs> We're questioning, can motherfucking, is Deshaun Watson actually, Uh, uh can Deshaun Watson actually come in his own, and she just really just like the almost overpaid motherfucker ever. So these are things, there are a lot of questions in this game for me. I love T.J. Watt, I love that defense with Minka Fitzpatrick, but they need to be physical, they need to be aggressive, and they need to get back there. And I'm not sure if they can do that. Well, if they're going to do that, like, if that's going to be the, they're going to do it enough to win the game. Because this offense, I don't know if it, you know, Deontay Johnson I don't know if this offense has it. Najee Harris. What Najee did last week?
0: He didn't do nothing, but he also couldn't do much after they're down by like 20 and by halftime. Uh, George Pickens and Allen Robinson where well, Allen Robinson went from the guy that people forgot about to at uh, week one he had like six catches for like 80 yards. He was wide receiver one for the Steelers, which was kind of shocking, but Kenny Pickett didn't look too great either. The defense was getting tore up, but I think I'm going to lean more towards that's just the 49ers offense being a well oiled machine. And I'm going to believe in the Steelers at home here. Uh, They usually own the Browns. I know uh, that trend has kind of changed in recent years when Baker and them were winning and Big Ben was getting old. But I think it's just a, it also just a mental thing. I think they'll always just be the little brother in the division to the Steelers. And, the, and this, the fact that Jack Conkren is not going to play, he's out for the season for the Browns' offensive line, I think that's a huge blow to the offensive line where T.J. Watt had three sacks to start the year week one. I think we see another multi-sack game for T.J. Watt. And I think that's going to be their victory right here. since their defense is going to get to Watson.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can trust it. I mean... I want to take this Browns team because I do feel like Nick Chubb could have a really good game, but I agree with you. This defense can get needs to get back there, and I think they stay pressured. They keep this motherfucker, and I feel like they got up for that last game last week. I don't know if they're getting up for this game again. So I do have the Steelers as well in this business, and I'm praying Kenny Pickett has a good game. Yeah,
0: and I'm taking uh, my one prop and last prop for the show uh, is going to be Deshaun Watson under one and a half, passing touchdowns. He just is not there. He 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 is a little more mobile than I remember, but I think he's more mobile because of the fact that he's not able to throw it anymore like he once was.
1: Yeah, my boy Paul came at the shot hard.
0: Uh how he likes it. But we do gotta get up and out of here, my boy Kev. Um, do you have one of your? Uh, do you have any last thoughts or anything you want to say before we dip out on the week two picks?
1: Man watch my motherfucking Falcons get this dub and we start this bitch off two and up.
0: All right. And uh my last thing I'll say, don't forget this is the first I gave out five best bets, and don't forget, I gave out a super lock. Giants minus four here. Go cash it in with me this weekend, boys. And parlay that money line pick with Shaquan Barkley and a touchdown and uh yeah, Shaquan Barkley touchdown. I think he gets it done. Oh, almost forgot, Kev. We gotta do our everyone's favorite segment real quick. Our two locks and a dog, and you gotta redeem yourself, my boy, because you definitely didn't didn't do too hot last week. Happens. It happens. And as always, I'm gonna hand it to you, Kev. Make your locks first.
1: Um for my locks. I'm not too like crazy up on a lot of games this week, but I will take these Lions versus Seahawks because I do feel like these Seahawks are gonna try to fight back, but these Lions are gonna just keep putting it on them and that D-Line is gonna get back there. Um uh, Then I gotta steal your Dolphins, the Dolphins versus um the Patriots. I like Tua. Good pick. I want to sponsor plays this plays the whole game. I like them to do that. Keep this, keep his um winning streak against Bill Belichick going. So that'd be pretty lit. And for my dog, I got to take my boy Ar. That boy uh, Anthony Richardson and the Colts definitely want to see them boys make something shake. And I feel like they played a great game for a lot of quarters, not the entire game, but for a lot of quarters last few, week. So I love to see them just turn it up a little notch and really, and really finish it out strong.
0: All right. I like the Colts. I like the Dolphins pick, and I like the Lions pick. Uh, for my two locks, I'm going to go the Bengals over the Ravens. Just because all the injuries to the Ravens O-line and their defense, and the Bengals, they're still a little shaken up because Joe Burrow hasn't practiced. He wasn't in preseason. He wasn't in training camp. So, I But this is the team he usually owns, and I just think that they'll just own him here again. And there's the big blows that offensive lines. That defense for the Bengals is going to get to Lamar. Next lock is, is my super lock. I'm just going to go with it as always. Giants to beat the Cardinals. I think it's just – it's – given to you on a silver platter i love the spread <laughs> the cardinals suck against the run and that's what they're gonna do with shaquan barkley and then danny dine is gonna get a little loose with it darren waller hasn't yet to be shown the showcase as this number one guy i think this is gonna be the game where we're looking at the giants put up a lot of points then for my one dog of the weekend it will probably have to be I'm going to go with – ooh, do I want to get a little ugly? with it going to going with the Steelers. The Steelers beat at home. They are they own the Browns. Sean Watson, I'm super low on him. I don't want to – I'm not going to overthink it. I, I don't believe in Watson. I think he's a bad quarterback. Jack Cronklin is not going to play for the rest of the year. We'll see the first game without an all-pro lineman. And it's not going to look too pretty when TJ Watts, the person line up against them, uh, on the, against the O-line. So – Multi-sack game from T.J. Watt. Probably interception. Add that to the props. Deshaun Watson over a half an interception. And I just think we see the Steelers' defense uh win this game for uh, the Pittsburgh. All the
1: Pittsburgh. All the Pittsburgh. They going to do it for the Pitt.
0: For the Pitt. Uh, but we got to get the fuck up out of here as always go down like and subscribe comment your picks your locks your bets we're here to listen to them and your thoughts don't forget your thoughts on the thursday night football game where we saw we saw the uh eagles go 2-0 and get the uh, second win and vikings go 0-2 as always i'm paul pick and Win. i'm conscious the betting gambler himself and i'm joined with kevin waterboy savoy and if y'all didn't know well now y'all know motherfuckers